The views, information, or opinions expressed on the Scullygan podcast are solely those of our hosts and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors or their employees. This podcast is general in nature and for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your doctor or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, procedure, or treatment. This episode of Scullygan is sponsored by Peak Talent Capital Solutions. Peak is a revolutionary alternative to the traditional staffing model. Ingenuity, intelligence, and keen marketplace insight drives talent management solutions which make a dynamic difference for partner organizations. From entry level to executive level and every role in between, Peak is illuminating a path forward and meeting the future of work head on. For more information, please visit their website at peaktcs.com. Welcome into the Scullygan Podcast. I'm Mike Frazier, and I'm joined by my co-host, Russell Sable. This is our second podcast, and the subject today is men's mental health and alcohol. We've got quite a bit of uh, feedback from our first podcast, and uh, one, su- one, one subject, pardon me, that came up quite a bit was alcohol. Hmm. You and I both partake. Uh, beer, liquor, uh, well, some good uh, scotch, some good whiskey. But we know where to cut it off now. But we, at some point in our, you know, lifetime here, we've had a problem with it. Correct. You and I both have. So I'm going to go back to you on this because I know we have a lot of stats to talk about and we have a lot of people asking us questions. So I'll start with you, brother. Yeah, that's one thing that kind of came back to me after we recorded episode one that several people would come talk to me about their alcohol dependency and dealing with the struggles that they were going through with mental health and even just life chapters that were going on and how they mainly went straight to alcohol and how it just deteriorated most of their life and you know most most men and even some women they like to use alcohol as a coping mechanism uh, for most days uh, to a day-to-day basis and that is okay but at most of the time we also have to know when to pay attention when to have cut off line and some of us, we like to go out and have a drink or two with the guys or the ladies or we'll come home, have a glass of bourbon like I like to do or have a few beers or something and just kind of take the edge off the day right. as a relaxer. Um, but there's also a lot of guys that are out there that are struggling with alcohol. And that was one of the main things that someone came to me and we needed to t- discuss was in the very first episode, we talked. We turned around and said, you know, go out and have a day where you go have a beer or something. To Drink a beer with a buddy. Yeah. yeah. And one of the guys came to me saying, we need to talk about how we really don't know who is out there who's listening to this podcast. If you're struggling with alcohol, that doesn't mean go and have a beer or whatever. You know, if you're struggling with alcohol, find someone to talk to. It's all okay. Everybody has that one thing that we all struggle with. And 
it seems to be the biggest thing is alcohol to this day and, and it is something that we kind of need to, I would like to both of us need to discuss on here about how you can't really depend on alcohol especially when you're going through mental health problems no 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 I believe we use it to mask a lot of the problems that we're having and to bury ourselves in and I know that for a fact that I have done it in the past you've done it in the past we've talked about this mine was a little different mine was years ago when I was going through a custody battle and um, it was very difficult for me I, I, I became so dependent upon alcohol to dull my senses to just sort of bring myself down to take myself out of the thought process and all the pain and anguish that I was going through and it was uh, probably told you this my story I uh, was on the way home I would get I would go to work and I would crave it man I would crave it. it it was remarkable like I guess maybe some people crave sweets some people crave you know whatever they crave I was craving alcohol stop every way on every day pardon me on the way home and pick up a bottle of vodka go home make a bloody mary sit but I wouldn't just drink one. I would drink the whole bottle each night. And there was one night I was headed home. I told you about this when you and I were talking the other night, right. Russell. That um, it finally dawned on me. I went by. I was had driven all the way down I twenty from Aiken. I was on the way home. This was many years ago when I was, you know, working for someone else. Very stressful. Had all these things going on stopped at the liquor store, bought the bottle, went home. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, man, I have becoming so dependent upon this. I am like craving it during the day. And I mean craving it, son. And so I just went in, dumped the whole bottle down the sink and went cold turkey. It's very difficult. So Russell and I talk a lot about having a beer and maybe going out and having a drink. Just the other night we did it. Um, but it's not a crutch. It's not something we rely on to dull our senses, to do anything else. So we're a little worried that maybe that we might be sending the message that too much alcohol is okay. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm back to you, Russell. <clears throat> Correct, yeah. Uh, it says here approximately one in five men develop alcohol dependency during their lives, and I'm sure it's even higher when it comes to mental issues. But, <clears throat> you know, going back to, you know, you had your ordeal with alcohol. And, yeah. Uh, mine was a little more different and, and uh, unfortunately led to some interesting things. Uh, but I was in a seven-year relationship with a beautiful lady and this girl was absolutely wonderful she showed me a different side of myself that i didn't even know going to different breweries and wineries distilleries going on trips to the beaches to the mountains hanging out with family and i mean hell i even remember the time that when i was in jacksonville uh florida for a tournament she even she took her time to come even watch me play golf and i was like man this girl's pretty cool yeah uh, but unfortunately, some things that happened throughout the years in our relationship and kind of changed my view on a whole lot of things to where I depended on alcohol. I felt like that there was one point in, in our relationship where I felt like I was 
just not a good good guy at all. Right. And I was screwing up lots of stuff as men always find a tendency to screw something up in every relationship. There's, Were you being an asshole? Yeah, I was. Yeah. And uh, so I I put my my uh, my ordeal into alcohol and it really turned into a situation where my alcohol dependency got worse. And going back to episode one, it got to where I was drinking every day for a buzz. And, or even on the weekends, I was getting drunk. And I could tell that it had changed my mood, and not only my mood, but her mood as well towards our relationship. And so, unfortunately, there were some things that had went down the road. And I went out for a guy's trip one weekend, and we had a great time. We were in Hilton Head having playing some golf, drinking, having a good guy's trip, as we always do, as any men do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came back, and I saw a look on her face, and I was like, I could tell, going back through the moments, I knew that she wasn't happy. I knew there was a lot of other things that were going on in our relationship that were just not all that great. So I had to make that decision and let her go. And unfortunately, you know, after I did let her go, I turned around and I was like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta make some changes here. And I did chase her, I'll say that, as all men do. That's what we're, we're born to do. We're, we're mammals in some sort of way. We all like to chase. Right. <laughs> uh, or reptiles, or however you want to put it. Um, Reptilian but, brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I did chase after her and, uh, you know, it came to a point in time where I was like, hold on, I need to take a break for a minute. And there was some advice, that, some good advice that got to me um, from an older gentleman. And his advice was to do some, some certain things to try and get her back. But also the biggest thing that brought to my attention was get closer to God. And not everybody has a religious view or not everybody has a God that they follow or any some sort of way like that and that's okay but after I was like you know I, I do need to get back to my faith and get back to who I was and so I, I took some time to be my do myself um, step back for a minute and you know I turned around I was like alright well we I'll just let it be for what it is for right now right and I need to turn around and work on me. You know, I've learned that you can't chase after people. You can't beg people to stay in your life. So I was like, I've got to work on myself. So we've gotten to the point where now we're able to watch the alcohol, and which is probably one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, I think you and I do a pretty good job with that. I mean, we still enjoy a drink. Right. But we're not at excess. Right. We're, we know where the cutoff points are. We know what we need to, you know, we can't be sloshed and rolling around and making horses' asses of ourselves all day long. But you and I do a pretty good job of that. We'll meet. The other night we met. We had a couple drinks together. I was drinking a little bourbon. What were you drinking that night? Beer. You were drinking beer. I was. I was drinking a good old cold yingling. Yeah, and I was drinking a few, uh, you know, nice, uh, uh, you know, some bourbons. And but we cut it. We understood what our point. Where, pardon me. Where our points were, mm. and we didn't take it past that. So we're a little worried, maybe even concerned that we we're not 
we don't want you to believe or think that the answer to everything is going out and having a drink with a brother. You can still do that, but you need to do it uh, not at excess, but control control it. Understand where your limits are. Because I believe you had some folks say something to you. You and I even talked after that because you and I have a little different relationship. You know, we can sit down, drink a few beers, have a few shots, uh, or slow, you know, some nice bourbon, and enjoy ourselves, discuss what we're going, go home. We're not drunk. We're not trashed. We're not shit-faced. <laughs> we're just enjoying ourselves. It's difficult for a lot of men to do that. We had a lot of things in alcohol because alcohol numbs the senses, numbs the pain, uh, you know, as a lot of other drugs do. So we encourage you not to do that. We encourage you to seek out help, to understand that you can have a drink, but maybe sometimes if you know that you have a problem, you might want to cut it right there. Right. Exactly. Going back to not only in my relationship uh, this past few years, but even with friends and family, my alcohol got so bad to where I was I was treating the girl that I was dating at the time, I was treating her horrible. I was being mean, outright mean to her. And not only her, but I was being mean with family and friends. I was getting into arguments that meant nothing. Yeah, I think you were being a dick to me, too. Yeah, well, you know, that's everyday occurrence. But, <laughs> but it, it got to the point where it was just horrible. I mean, there was stupid stuff I was doing. I mean, I'll even admit it. I drove home drunk a few times, and that's not something that we all need to do. I can tell you that. Oh, no, no, no. I know too many people that have DUIs, and that can turn your life upside down, and it, I mean, going back to episode one, when I fell through the floor, I punched a hole in the wall. I was, I admit, I was a little tipsy. I wasn't drunk, but I had been drinking. You know, it got to where the point where my anger management was at its max, and I was just, I became a monster. I was like, you know, I had, I had anxiety, I had depression, I had all these things, which is what alcohol can do. Alcohol can lead to these negative thoughts, these negative feelings, anxiety, depression, even e eating disorders in some sort of fashion way. But it was like, all right, we, we need to take a step back. And after ending the relationship, you know, I turned around and I was like, all right, like I said, we got to focus on ourselves. We got to fix ourselves. We got to right. get back to who we were. You know, focus on faith. Again, not everybody has a faith that they follow or, or, excuse me, a religion that they follow. But just find that that happy medium where, you know, you can get back to to be not only yourself, but be stronger in the end, which is exactly where I'm at. I'm not the person that I was back in the day. Twice as strong now, but I'm still that same good old gentleman, but I'm also an asshole. You are. I don't know if I call you a gentleman, but you're definitely an asshole. <laughs> we we have a really good. I think what the thing that we're talking about here is understanding where your limits are, and setting those limits, and then understanding that once you surpass them, once you put yourself in that uh, very weakened state, which alcohol can do, right. it creates a tremendous amount of trouble for you. It can, of course. You know, I'm, listen, nobody's a bigger fan of the, uh, you know, a couple of beers at lunch and things of that nature than me. 
Um, God knows that. But a lot of people cannot handle alcohol. You need to determine where your limits are, and you need to set them. Because your job is to be the best possible version of yourself. You can't be the best possible version of yourself when you're beyond, when you're retarded by or inebriated by some drug. And alcohol is a drug. I want to read a few things here if you don't mind. Almost 58% of adult men report drinking alcohol in the past 30 days compared with 49% of adult women. Men are more likely to binge drink than women. In 2020, 13% of adult men had an alcohol pardon me, use disorder compared with 9% of adult women. So we have a higher rate of alcohol-related hospitalizations. More than three-quarters of the deaths from excessive drinking are among males. Among drivers in fatal motor vehicle traffic crashes, men are 50% more likely to have been intoxicated. Excessive alcohol consumption increases aggression and may increase the risk of physically assaulting another person. Now, I'm going to throw something in here. Alcohol may affect men's sexual and reproductive health. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, do we dare say, do we dare use the term whiskey dick? (laughs) But, um, Excessive alcohol use can interfere with testicular function and male hormone production, resulting in erectile dysfunction and infertility. Alcohol use by men also increases the chances of engaging in risky sexual activity, including unprotected sex, sex with multiple partners, or sex with a partner at risk for sexually transmitted infections. Had lunch with a buddy of mine today that was telling me about how easy it was to contract syphilis from a toilet seat. That was a great lunchtime conversation. <laughs> but he was he is a microbiologist and let me tell you something folks. We have an obligation. If you're a man listening in, you have an obligation to remain a man. You have an obligation to do a lot of things. Protect those that you love, protect that protect your job, protect your career, and also look out for the people that care for you the most. That can be friends, family, neighbors. People depend on you, son. You need to maybe step back, take a look at maybe your uh, alcohol consumption. You know, uh, Russell and I, we've been doing this quite a while. Uh, we're old pros at sitting down and having a few drinks and knowing when to cut it off. And, you know, we'll sit down and go over uh, everything from what our plans are moving forward to how we're feeling for the evening to what's been going on recently. But you don't you need to use the alcohol, pardon me, to dull your senses 
or to retard your mindset into how you're moving forward in your life because your job is to make better for the people around you. People depend on you. So. Yeah, 100% agree. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that are struggling with alcohol to this day. I know too many people that are, it's, it's unreal how many DUIs that they have. Or oh, yeah. How they're just, they're, they're constantly struggling with alcohol. And if, if you are one of those people that has, you know, all, a bunch of DUIs or even just one DUI or you're struggling with alcohol, please find somebody to talk to or, or even, you know, there's, unfortunately, there's those, those AA meetings that you can go to or any other type of meetings that you can attend that can help you out but there's always you know going back to episode one you're going to have that support group you're going to have best friends that are out there for you that are willing to talk to you and get an understanding of what you're going through and i can't tell you how many times that i've turned to my best friends i've turned to my support group about my alcohol abuse and what can i do to get better or even not even just to get better but you know what what can I do to be a better me, a better version of me? And so if you're struggling with alcohol or you've got all kinds of things that are going on that would you have to turn to alcohol, find somebody to talk to. It doesn't matter who it is, what it's best friend, even your wife, like Mike, you got a wonderful wife that you, oh, yeah. that understands that when you have a long day or you've just been full on stressed the fuck out. She understands that, hey, you, you need to go, you know, yeah. go out and go be you. you know, yeah. Go. And she leaves me the hell alone during that, and I <laughs> God love her for it. Right. It's it's hard to find. I know it's extremely hard to be trusting, I believe. Right. Trust is one of those biggest things. Have trust only in yourself, but those you love. If you need to get away for a few minutes talk to somebody about it if you have an alcohol problem or you feel you do even if you have the inkling you do talk to someone about it you shouldn't allow this stuff to pile upon you or push you in the direction you shouldn't you just mentioned the multiple duis i mean i know i have friends that have those that Mm -hmm. just don't know when to shut it off and go the hell home right and sometimes, man, that's what you got to do. Buy a 12-pack, set at home, know where your limits are. Drinking in itself is not an evil thing. Drinking to excess, to where you may harm yourself and others, yeah, that's a whole different ball of wax. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I want you to, Russell and I thought about this and talked about this a lot, Of course, we have a whole lot more to talk about past this, but we want you to understand that people have come to us and said that alcohol is a problem with them. Uh, I don't think it's an alcohol problem with you and I, but I trust that if you felt that I had one, you'd mention it to me. Right. If I felt the same towards you, you'd mention it towards me. Then we'd help each other out. That's what bros are supposed to do. So we encourage you to lean in a little harder. Ask good questions. You know, if you're a dumbass when you drink, 
you might want to stop drinking so much. Uh, you don't want to get in a scenario to where you make bad decisions. Uh, alcohol, hello Sally. We don't have to tell you a whole lot about this. We know what the problem is. It Excess creates a lot of weird-ass problems that you don't want. Jobs, family, you know, you don't want to mess these things up. Career, you want to leave this alone. So I'm glad Russell actually brought this to me. My topic for the next one was toxic masculinity, which will be episode three. But we felt so strongly about this because you had a lot of people come to you about this, didn't you? I can't tell you how many. It was too many. That's wild. And it wasn't even just like coming to me physically. It was even on social media. Really? It was quite depressing. That's groovy. All right. Well, we know that we're making a difference because you're talking to us. And even if you you need to realize that you do need to talk to someone. If it's not us, talk to someone else. Russell and I both are extremely faith-based in what we believe. Um, I believe that if that's your scenario, then you approach whomever in your faith have that discussion. If it's just another bro, if it's another friend, do it. But we have so many things that are going on right now. I firmly believe that this pandemic, I won't, this is another subject for another podcast. This pandemic, basically this perfect storm of stupid, has created so many issues for people that already had a few issues, but now they're a little larger than they should be. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I know that me going through it in my capacity, you going through it in your capacity. Correct. And I can't, you can't help reading the pandemic has been an absolute paramount issue in all of our mental health. So we want to ensure that you know that we're trying to address it at every level. Yeah, and even, uh, you know, with this episode being uh, pertaining to alcohol, you know, it's even more crazy, Mike, is that during COVID, alcohol sales were a thousand percent up. Yeah, no, I was reading that earlier. Nope. You got me before I did. I mean, it's quite insane. And, and you know, I, I get it, you know, uh, alcohol uh, um, alcohol stores and yeah. grocery stores were constantly packed with alcohol. Well, we have beer. a buddy that's making bank on this, right? Had made bank on this during the COVID. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah God did. bless him. But that... That's again. It's, I mean, it goes to show that yeah, alcohol dependency for men and even women during COVID or any other life crisis or even during any sort of mental issue that we've got going on for both sides is again, it, it's outrageous. I mean, I, I, we all need to find that cutoff point. I know too many people that have been down that road, including myself, including you, Mike, where. Your alcohol dependency is just too damn high, and you know it, it's it's gotten to that point where you know you have to know where your cutoff point is at. You have to know 
when to stop drinking because you know damn well that you're going to either do something stupid right or you're going to do something that you're going to wake up to the next morning and regret and you're going to have to say a whole lot of apologies to to whoever well i don't know i'm a man and i know that at least twice a week i'm going to say or do something pretty damn stupid so alcohol (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so i mean you know i know i'm going to say something stupid i'm not an emotional based creature i have to look at things from angles and um that not a lot of people do. Alcohol does not help me make right decisions sometimes. You know, in 2020, 13% of adult men had an alcohol use disorder compared with 9% of women. And men are more likely to binge drink than women. Almost 58% of adult men report drinking alcohol in the past 30 days compared with 49% of adult women. That's not a massive, that's a yeah, that's not too far off. What we're worried about is men, we want you to understand that you are the pinnacle. You are what people depend on. Now, someone's going to come back and argue on this and going to say, oh my goodness, you you didn't mention females, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. That's okay. You don't like what we're saying? Don't listen to the podcast. Russell and I, and I know we agree on this, believe that men are to be men. And we're supposed to take care of those that we love. We're supposed to show strength. We're just supposed to, pardon me, supposed to show virtue, and we're supposed to follow forward and create bigger and more dynamic things. So you don't have to go fight a bear tomorrow, <laughs> but you definitely damn need to be able to get up and do great things to propel yourself, your family, your community, company, and your country forward. We believe that. Russell and I believe that. That's what we're here for. You don't believe that? Once again, don't tune in. We're groovy. You know, hell, send us a complaint. We won't read it. (laughs) We believe that these are the things that we're supposed to do. Russell and I are not so close in age, but too close in mentality. And we discuss these things. What are bothering men? What are affecting men? What are creating, uh, you know, uh, stop stop signs, speed bumps, anything else for men? We're looking at this. So we want you to communicate with us. We want you to talk with us. But at the same time, we want you to feel secure in the fact that we're listening. And we're out there to try to at least talk about it. You know, we're going to have a whole lot more subjects moving forward. But at the end of the day, our job is to make you a better man. That's correct. And uh, with this episode being pertained to alcohol, you know, there's a lot of men that are out there. And even, you know, even women 
that kind of go over to they lean towards alcohol to help them take the edge off its coping mechanism or whatever oh, you yeah. want to call it. Or, yeah, that's the best way of putting it. Um, you know, when it gets to that point where you are over and above beyond to where alcohol has become dependent every single day, I will say this, you know, alcohol, you know, it, it did this to me, and I'm sure it did, did this to you and several other people, but it leads... It can lead to negative thoughts, negative feelings, anger issues, and then followed by that, it can go to depression, anxiety, and even mood swings. So if you're going through these things and you're depending on alcohol, try not to do that. I mean, there's, I mean, I'll even say this: there's even pro golfers that are out there that are that have struggled with alcohol. I mean, you've had Billy Herschel, Rocco Media, and Chris Kirk, and these are professional athletes that have struggled with alcohol. But they've all turned around and they they know, hey, but all right, we, they've had that breaking point, you know. And it, so it, it turned them to where they had to, to rebalance themselves and turn around and say, okay, enough is enough. It's time when we get back to who we are. Time to get back to what we need to do. I mean, I'll even say when there was a point in time after ending my relationship, I broke down. I fell apart. I, I fell to the ground. I cried. I bawled my eyes out. And I was I was just done. I didn't know what to do anymore. I didn't know what to look forward to. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know anything. And so that was when that, that point I turned around. I prayed. And, and again, not everybody has a religious view. But I prayed to God. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm done fighting. I, I'm going to give you the will. But please take the will, and you take over everything. And and luckily, things are starting to look up. I'm starting to become a different version of myself, and somebody who I think that is beginning to get better. And, and honestly, I don't even recognize the person I was years ago, or even a few months ago. But if you know, again, if you're going through these issues, or you're struggling with alcohol find somebody to talk to or even reach out to us we'll do our best to talk to you as much as we can you know we're working on getting up an email set up and um, some very other things get going for us to help out for the community and even society out there in the world so please find somebody to talk to whether it's us or best friends or your community of some sort we keep leaning. I think we keep leaning in on, like our friends and our bros and our. You and I both have those. You know, you and I the other night sat down. We just don't know shot the shit for a while. We do, and you know, enjoyed the evening. But I think that's one of the most important things. I can't express that enough. I saw one thing today that alcohol use. Um, is one of the most uh, that it, 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 males are more than three times as likely to die by suicide than females and more than likely to have been drinking prior to suicide. You get the feeling these thoughts you need to reach out to someone. Reach out to the suicide hotline. Reach out to a friend. But for the love of God, dude, step back from it, okay? Too much of this is going on. Russell and I have heard too much. We continue to hear stories 
even after the first podcast, we heard a lot of stories. Um, I'm blessed to have a lot of friends. Russell's a best friend of mine. We decided to do this together because we understood that each of us understood the, well, hell, the power behind talking, sharing, engaging with another male, hell, a female, do whatever. Your therapist, pick up the 1-800-SUICIDE hotline. That's on the website. But for the love of God, do something about it. Don't uh, sit back on your ass and do nothing. And, you know, if you want to talk about weakness, if you're scared about looking weak, weak is seeking no advice, no help. You want to talk about weakness, that's weakness. If you think weakness is talking about how you feel, no, that's not weakness, bro. That is not what we're doing. So you need to uh, talk about this with those you care about and indeed work around and talk to those you care about, your friends, your family, your na- Man, hell, neighbors, I don't care. It depends on how big of, how tall of a fence you have. But you do something to help yourself, okay? Right, yeah, I 100% agree. And I went through a time where I even had suicidal thoughts. So, and, you know, after my breakup, I, I reached out to a bunch of people. And, I, and when I finally turned around and talked about this stuff, and, you know, I really started noticing who were the ones who actually cared. Who were yeah. the ones who actually gave a fuck. So, if you're going through this through these problems or you've got suicidal thoughts while drinking or anything like that, make sure you find someone to talk to or even call the suicidal hotline. Yeah, it's on the website, but the suicide hotline is 988. It's only three numbers. Just call it, reach out. It'll help you out. And I'll be honest, even there's veterans that are out there that are going through the same thing that normal men are going through. All men have these thoughts. So if you need to find somebody to talk to, call a suicide hotline, call somebody, whether it's a friend or even your own mother yeah, or your father or your friends, family, somebody that you know you can trust, talk about to help you get through these times. Well, what's some shit here, and I want to I want to wrap it up with this, and if you want to add something, please. But what's some really shit here is we don't want to talk about it. We've been shamed into not talking about it. And let me tell you something. That's bullshit. If you're watching any of this crap online to where you... First of all, don't pay ass of attention to social media because it's full of a bunch of morons. I want you to pay attention to the people that make you better for it. Damn it, get up in the morning and look at those that are positively making a difference. Nobody gives a shit what you look like with a coffee cup in your hand and a damn quote from Aristotle. You get your ass busy making a positive difference. But for the love of all that is holy, do not pay an ass of attention to any of these morons online showing you their highlight reels like on Facebook or anywhere else. This is garbage. Dude, step up. Get into it. 
you don't feel strong enough to it, let us know. Let someone else know. But for the love of God, don't follow these morons online. Now, you may say, well, hell, these are just two more morons online. Yeah, we're not. We're pretty damn groovy. So uh, I know speaking for myself, Mike Frazier, my great friend Russell Sable, we are here to make a difference. Take it or leave it. Correct. Yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, uh, after we recorded episode one, I even had a gentleman come to me. He was going through these hard times. He was having all these back issues to where he couldn't even walk. Yes. And he felt like he was useless as a man. Yeah. He, he didn't know what to do. And it came to a point in time where he, he did have that breaking point to where he just, he was done. And finally he talked to his wife about it. His wife, you know, going back to you, you, you have to have that wonderful woman in your wife in your life that's willing to yeah. step up to the plate and help you through these times. Because all men go through these issues, and even women go through these issues. So men step up to your women in the same way. Um, but at, you know, the, the most heartening thing when he talked to me about this was the fact that after he broke. All everybody was sitting down at the dinner table, and he was making his way to the dinner table, and he heard his kids turn around and say, "God, please turn, help my father get better in health, because I want him to be able to play with me like the way he used to play with me outside." It's heartbreaking. And I was God. like, "Man, to go out and you sent me that the other day, and I'm like, that's tear jerking." Yeah, it was, and just to hear your own son. Yeah, you know, I don't have kids. I have a wonderful Lord daughter. Yeah, I have a wonderful dog. So you know, it doesn't yeah. pertain, but still, for me to hear the dog wants to be played with, then yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but still to hear that's. You know, but it's my kid wants that yeah. best and wants the best. Well, let me tell you something, man. If your kid's feeling that, that's bullshit. Get your shit together. Pull yourself together. Work on, do and work on whatever you need to do. Seek out whatever help you need. But for the love of all that is holy, brother, come on. Nobody needs to go through this shit with you. You need to work on it. And if you need help, seek it out. I don't know how deep your problem is. You'll decide that. There is plenty of assistance out there. If Russell and I can help point you in the right direction, we'll be happy to do that. But other than that, do not go home being that individual that other people feel sorry for rather than look up to. Hmm. Yep, correct. And uh, uh, guys, all I can say is uh, go check out the merchandise. We've got some cool stuff that's coming in. There's some cool stuff that's up on the website now. Even reach out the website. We, we're we going to be able to make it to where you guys can reach out to us in a certain way, fashion, where we can talk to you any time of the day. Uh, again, check out the merchandise. We've got some cool stuff. We've even got some better stuff that's on the way. And oh, yeah. Better looking hats, mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, golf shirts, women's products, whatever we can figure out, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But check out the merchandise. All the funds goes out to um, anything that's helping out there as, as far as charities for men's mental health or even kids. So help us out so we can help you out. 
And, you know, I will be adding Yoke Bro, uh, which is a standard for us that, you know, Russell and I ask one another, you know, during the week. And you should be reaching out. Yoke Bro, pardon me. <laughs> you need to reach out and ask that to your friends. And we'll be putting out some merch along the way to uh, so you can participate in that. But other than that, stay steady, brother. And we'll be back soon. I think we have another one scheduled this week. We'll be talking, talking pardon me, about toxic mail and the toxic being a most overused term and how you should reclaim your manhood and become the man that you need to be to propel your career, your family, your children, your life, and your whole legacy forward. Other than that, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Russell shall wrap it up. <laughs> Guys, if you need help, remember to call the suicide hotline. It's 988. It's only three numbers. Reach out to it. It'll help you out. Or even if you can't do that, reach out to family. We're all here to help you out. Or reach out to us. We're all here to help out as best as we can. And as I say in episode one, when in doubt, take a skull again. That doesn't that means basically take a minute, process the situation, think about it, and then go from there. So when in doubt, take a skull again. From Michael Frazier and Russell Sable, y'all have a good night. This episode of Scullygan is sponsored by WorkPlus Brain, a research, analytics, and consulting firm established to share analysis, intelligence, and expert points of view on the future of work. The future of work is cerebral. Increase revenue, work less, or get you or your organization in the right frame of mind. Whatever your ambition, our evidence-based coaching and solutions will help you achieve those results or realize your biggest, boldest goals. For more information, please visit their website at work plusbrain.com.